Okay, Bob, now we're back here again one more time for my fifth podcast on government contracting. Today we're going to talk quickly about acronyms, something that a lot of people simply do not like. However, everybody who works either in the military or in the federal government, especially in contracting, they speak in terms of acronyms. What is an acronym? It's an abbreviation for a set or a group of words. Some of the basic ones that you will need to know and live with for the rest of your life and use in an everyday situation include the following. ACO stands for Administrative Contracting Officer. ACM stands for Acquisition Career Manager. That's the person who's going to help you with your educational requirements and to get ahead in life. You need to work with them. ACWP, actual cost of work performed. You're going to have to know that if you work in earned value management, which if you work in cost type contracts and production, you definitely will be dealing with the actual cost of work performed. No different than building a house if you're doing a cost type contract. ANSI, American National Standards Institute. AP, Acquisition Plan. Every major contract over the simplified acquisition threshold has to have an acquisition plan. APL stands for Acceptable Performance Level. It's a part of the Quality Assurance Surveillance Plan. You have to know what it is and have to know how to use it. You'll learn that in training. AQL, Acceptable Quality Level, another part of the QASP, Quality Assurance Surveillance Plan. <clears throat> Budget at Completion, BAC, that BAC, uh, part of Earned Value Management. BAFO stands for Best and Final Offer, and you'll need to know about that in negotiating contracts. BCWP, Budgeted Cost of Work Performed, BCWS, Budgeted Cost of Work Scheduled. Again, those are both earned value management concepts. Best Value, Best Value is a source selection um, process that we go through in selecting a contractor. BOA, B-O-A, stands for Basic Ordering Agreement. It's used for ordering things and services. BOE, Basis of Estimate. They'll have to know that for pricing. C&P stands for Cost and Pricing. C slash SSR stands for Cost Schedule Summary Report, another part of the EVM process. CAP, C-A-P, stands for Contract Administration Plan. Every single contract over the Simplified Acquisition Threshold is supposed to have a CAP. CAR, is a corrective action report, a part of government quality assurance. CDR is a contract discrepancy report, again, a part of the quality assurance program. CDRL stands for contract data requirements list. It's usually used as an attachment for particular types of data that a contract may require. It's called a CIDRL. Uh, CID, commercial item description. CLIN. What is a CLIN? It's a contract line item. It's found in Schedule B of all contracts. CO. A CO is not a commanding officer. It is your contracting officer. COR. 
is now used in terms of what used to be called a COTAR. COR is a contracting officer representative, basically the person responsible for performing quality assurance on a contract. CPAF, I spoke about that in um, session number four, dealing with contract types. CPFF, cost plus fixed fee, again, session four, contract types. CPIF, cost plus incentive fee, again, contract types. CPI, cost performance index, a part of EVM. CPR, cost performance report. There are just so many acronyms. And the one thing that I will say is, if you go from the military, which uses acronyms left and right like nothing, it's a language in and of itself. If you go to the federal government, although contracting people do use acronyms, um, senior contracting people do not like you speaking to them in acronyms, like saying, in accordance with IAW, don't. You need to speak like a normal human being, of course. Going on, we have CPAS, uh, CPS, Contractor Performance System, CR, Cost Reimbursement, Contract Type, CS, Cost Sharing, Contract Type, CSPR, Cost and Schedule Performance Report, CTTO, Cost Technical Trade-Off, a type of source selection process, Cost Variance, an EVM process, it's a ratio, CWBS, cost work, uh, Contract Work Breakdown Schedule, a part of EVM, um, and also program management. DO stands for delivery order. And then there are many others. Cost estimate at completion. Uh, EAC, ECP, estimated change proposal. The FAR, F-A-R, is the Bible of federal contracting. There are 53 parts to the FAR, and you need to know all 53 parts. You need to know what's in each part, you need to know what their their purpose is. I would suggest if you plan on getting into contracting, you start reading the FAR. It will put you to sleep, but it is um, language that you need to know for government contracting. Uh, we also have FFP, firm fixed price, type, contract type. FP, fixed price. FPI, fixed price incentive, talked about that yesterday. Uh, FPI, Federal Prison Industries, FPR, Fixed Price Redeterminable, FSS, Federal Supply Schedules, which are small contracts issued by GSA that we can order off of. We can order ta do task orders or delivery orders, depending upon the type. GTR, Government Technical Representative, a GWAC, a government-wide acquisition contract. HCA is the head of contracts. For example, every major federal agency has an HCA. Most of the time, the HCA is also the Senior Procurement Executive, SPE. Um, other ones, Integrated Master Plan. A system contract uses integrated master schedules, master plans, and master sol management solutions. They also use IPTs. IPTs are integrated process teams. ISTs are integrated solutions teams. Sometimes they mean the same thing. A JFOC, which stands for J-O-F-O-C. JFOC is a 
justification for other than full or open competition. You find out more about that in FAR Part 4. KPI, Key Performance Indicators, found and used in quality assurance uh, surveillance plans and also service level agreements. Labor hours, level of efforts, LOEs. Uh, there's just so many different acronyms, and you need to know all of them. Where can you find them? Google them. They're, they're out there. There are literally several hundred acronyms that are used constantly in federal contracting. Contractors know, generally, if they've worked with the federal government or the military for a long time, they know and understand these same acronyms. So if you're speaking acronyms to them or you're writing a memo or a letter to a contractor and you use these government-accepted uh, acronyms, uh, they will understand what they mean. You don't need to explain them. But however, if you're writing a letter to somebody who doesn't work in the federal government, just a regular old vendor, you do not want to speak in acronyms. You want to spell out the words so that they understand what the meaning of that word is and what's being asked for. So what I'm telling you is if you're a newbie in contracts, you need to learn as much as possible. You need to be able to speak the language of contracting. You'll be better served by doing that by looking at the FAR, the Federal Acquisition Regulations, and learning all the acronyms and how they are applied. If you do that, you will become a better contracting specialist and a better contracting officer. And that's it for session number five.